Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Back it up, back it up. Let's dump this truck. Hello and welcome to Bad Romance. I'm Jordan Searles. And I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And this week, <laughs> wow. I'm sorry, I'm trying to We've keep it together. It. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even let you say the name We've of the movie made. without losing my mind. <laughs> oh my we God. We are doing 1994's <laughs> It's Pat the Movie. <laughs> and if you guys are wondering, <laughs> if you're all wondering why, um, why would they ever do that? What would ever possess them? <laughs> I would like to direct you to Jordan. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, okay. I would like to say out and out send her me. love um, <laughs> because this was her idea, and I agreed. And I think that we both, um, we both have therapists, which is good. Yeah, real good, real um, good. But wow, uh, what a film! <laughs> what an truly, experience! Truly, I you know I went on a journey with this film. I feel like... <laughs> where, where did you go? <laughs> where did this film take you? Uh, <laughs> um, well, you know, anyway, the film was directed by Adam Bernstein, who also directed a TV movie called Bad Apple, another TV movie called Rubbing Charlie. What a title. <laughs> Untitled New York Pilot. Okay. The Johnny Chronicles. So what we have this was his this was his first feature film. He mostly directs uh television and uh music videos, directed some B-52s videos, some violent femmes videos. Okay. No ween videos. No. Uh, oh my god. Wait, 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 wait. Is this the director of Baby Got Back? Oh my gosh. Oh my oh god. Oh my god. It is. What? It's the director of the Baby Got Back video. Wow. That is never anywhere I would have gone in my brain. This is given like everything about everything. This is wild. Uh so He's got that going for him, at least. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's, that's, that's an iconic piece of pop culture. Way more prestigious than its cat. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> so, it was oh uh, co-written gosh. by, uh, you know, Julia Sweeney, who played the character on SNL. This is based on an SNL character from, I guess, the 90s. Uh you know, it was I was young, <laughs> and 90s SNL is not my favorite decade. Um, so it was Julia Sweeney and uh, Jim Emerson, who also wrote for Saturday Night Live, and um, Stephen Hibbert, and uh, I think there was some... I'm pretty sure there were some uncredited rewrites done by Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, pre- I'm pretty sure I've read that before. I'm pretty sure that's true. And even if it's not true, it's funny. So it is funny. So we in this house believe that. <laughs> that is where we stand. Um this is you know. So Bronwyn, why don't you <laughs> explain <Can> I- <laughs> explain the character of Pat? Oh boy. Um Pat is uh <laughs> Uh, Julia Sweeney character that the whole conceit of Pat is that Pat is androgynous and we do not know Pat's gender and uh, in the world of this movie there is no such thing as uh, being non-binary or um, there are only two genders and we must find out which one Pat is that is that is the conceit of people around Pat Um that in itself has a lot uh, to deal with, but Pat also is 
Pat is a horrible, mo- horrible human being. Um, Pat who, is one of the most I don't know why annoying, selfish humans. Like I absolutely understand that. I understand the difference between a sketch character and a movie character. Yeah, and you know, a, a comedy character on SNL is going to be like really heightened, right? Really absurd. That's how you get the laughs in a few minutes. Um, but even so. The way that Pat walks is like, it's like Pat is um, heaving. It's like Pat is like pushing in their neck and like jaunting about. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> like, it's like Pat doesn't even know like just like how to have a body, which I mean that in itself would be relatable. I just, I don't know how to even describe how much I hate Pat. It's very hard. <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, like Pat's <laughs> voice is this like, again, I get, I understand comedy and I, but like <laughs> in the context of SNL is very different than in a movie. Um, but like, what the fuck is the voice? <laughs> I, like, it, the, how is that voice supposed to be, like, a voice of androgyny? Like, I get that it's supposed to be heightened, but what? I don't really... Yeah, it's very hard to tell what's going on with Pat. I Pat sounds like um, like a 13-year-old going through puberty that's yelling at you at all times. <laughs> <laughs> like, that is what Pat sounds like. <laughs> that's Pat, yeah. Um. So, so this is a story about Pat who... Keeps on getting fired from jobs he, constantly, it mm-hmm. seems. Can't like Pat has 24 jobs in a year. In the most Which honestly, like, that's impressive to get hired that much when you're getting fired that much. Well, this, yeah, this is the thing, like, how does Pat keep on getting hired when Pat is constantly being fired? Like, who are Pat's references? Pat has a very weird like there's a very weird uh, paradox of Pat that I would like to I would like to call it that <laughs> the paradox of Pat. So the paradox of Pat that seems very present in this movie is on one hand the whole punchline is what is Pat's gender and like people are like oh my gosh what is Pat's gender but at the same time Pat like has it pretty easy like Pat is an asshole who gets fired a lot but also Pat gets hired and like people are very like people are weird to Pat at certain points, but people are also like really nice to Pat and like into Pat. So it's this weird paradox of like Pat being a punchline, but also Pat like getting away with stuff. Yeah, Pat really gets away with a lot of shit. Like, I can't the, believe I'm dissecting the, this the like with that, any tedium of seriousness. Pat has an apartment and never seems to have trouble paying rent, never seems to have trouble getting any food. But he's yet constantly being fired. And then Pat will just, like, roll up on people and they'll get annoyed. But nothing bad ever happens to Pat. Like, Pat, like Pat has no boundaries. Pat has no boundaries, which is which is how we get um. <laughs> so Pat, Pat's best friend, and I say that with finger quotes, is Kathy Griffin playing herself in this movie. Yeah, Kathy Griffin plays herself and she is a talk radio host and she's basically like an advice columnist on the radio and she takes it very seriously. Like she gives people advice and of course people love listening to that. Um, but she's very earnest about it um, and smart and she's really hot in this movie. Oh my God. She looks incredible. Yeah, like- she looks great. This is like pre surgeries and just like, I don't know. She just, she, she just feels very she comfortable so in her skin. Beautiful. Like I love like it's so weird. I feel like I'm getting like weirdly fetishy, but like I love her nose and like yeah. I was obsessed with it. I was just like, that is a real human woman's nose. I'm yeah. really into it. I No, she she's like really hot and great. And she's also she's also like one of the only characters who calls out Pat without being like Without, like, making it about androgyny. Oh, like, yeah. She doesn't care. She doesn't give a fuck about Pat's gender identity. She just thinks that Pat needs to learn boundaries, which yeah. is really what everyone... That's she where just, everyone should be at. That's where everybody should be at. Like, She's Pat just needs like, to chill out, yeah, and like, that's Pat it. Yeah, like, Pat will, like, come over to Kathy Griffin's place unannounced and, like, creep outside her window and be like, oh, you need something fixed, or, like, um, just, like, barge in... Like, there's one point where Kathy Griffin is, like, doing a face mask, and then Pat just, like, comes in and is like, 
I need to talk. That's my pet voice. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's better than my voice. I honestly think it's pretty good. <laughs> um, I need to talk right now. I just got fired again. And Kathy's like, I need to relax. Can you not? Like, yeah, that's Kathy Griffin just wants to relax. She works a lot. She's on the clock a lot with this talk radio show. And she just wants, you know, with her time to, to spend it better than to, like, talk to Pat. Because the, also the thing about talking to Pat is that Pat is a terrible listener. Oh, yeah. No, Pat. So there's no point in talking to Pat. There's absolutely no point in talking to Pat because Pat. Pat is not listening and Pat is the center of Pat's world. Like very much, very much narcissist vibes. Emotional manipulator also. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm still laughing at the fact that we're unpacking Pat. I I mean, well, I saw this movie and I just I couldn't I couldn't look away, you understand? Like I just couldn't like I was like, oh my god. Who did this? How is this possible? Yeah. Who, would, who would allow this to happen? And also, like, like of course, the entire thing about, like, what is Pat's gender is the worst thing ever. But it it's almost worse that Pat is such a terrible person. Oh, absolutely. I was like, wow, like, this movie. Yeah, like, I mean, on, on one hand, I guess the obsession with Pat's gender would feel worse if Pat was just, like, a nice person in the movie, you know? Because yeah. you'd be like, oh, come on, everyone stop being so shitty. Everybody stop being so fucking But then weird. it's, like, even more unwatchable because you also hate Pat, but you also hate that everyone cares so much about Pat's gender, and you just want it all to stop. <laughs> like, like, I just wanted to hang out with Kathy Griffin and, like, see her life. So much, yeah. <laughs> so this is, like, the fifth saturday night live movie so there have only there have been a finite number of them thank god yeah uh, some, you know sometimes uh people learn <laughs> the blues brothers is the first one and i think the best one yeah um then there's wayne's world which is also really fun yes coneheads which is not fun it's it exists it exists you know. wayne's world 2 which you know, uh, more creative control for Mike Myers makes it less of a good movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, then there's It's Pat. And then the year after that, there's Stuart Saves His Family, which you didn't know existed until I Okay, until so I it's, this today. is so funny. Before we were recording, <laughs> we were talking about how much we can't stand the character of Pat. And um, we couldn't even imagine, like, people loving Pat in the context of SNL. And I was like, yeah, you know, Pat's no Stuart. And, and I was, like, joking. Mm -hmm. But also, I didn't know that Stuart has his own movie, which is equally terrifying. Yeah, uh, Stuart Saves His Family, which I'm totally going to watch when we're done with this podcast. Because that's that's how I spend my time. Is, if I'm there's romance in there, maybe we could also oh, cover yeah. that. Oh, yeah. Um, so we just like get like everyone like unsubscribes because so they're like, are you just doing <laughs> SNL movies now? <laughs> All five of them. Um, so and then there's Blues Brothers 2000, which is bad. And then there's A Night at the Roxbury, which I. Oh, yeah. Oh, A Night at the Roxbury and Blues Brothers 2000 came out in the same year. Wow, what a year. Um, I don't I don't remember A Night at the Roxbury. Did you read? I remember it being funny, but I feel weird now because I read the, like, the The Chris thing about, like, like, Chris Catan dealing with, like, sexual harassment yeah, from, like, that's from, really... like, Amy Heckerling? Yeah, and, what? like, and then, like, Lauren Michaels, um... Oh, yeah. Basically, like, that's threatening to fire him? That's really upsetting. That's really messed up. Uh, so that has a weird history. Then there's the Molly Shannon movie Superstar, which no matter how much it's been on Comedy Central, I've never watched it I've, all the I've way through. I've not seen it, yeah. And then there's 2000's The Ladies' Man, which is the Tim Meadows one, which I 100% have not seen but would love to do for Bad Romance. Oh, yeah. We just should, so that we can talk we about Tim Meadows. that one next. Yeah, that would be yeah. fun. And then there's 2010's McGruber, which I think is a legitimately really funny movie. But I also saw it in 2010 when I was still in high school. Um, so I don't know how I'd feel about McGruber almost like 10 years later. Right, yeah. <laughs> your your life and your opinions have evolved. I mean, I really loved Knocked Up in high school. And it's not like I think it's a bad movie now, but I don't feel the same way about... Oh, I loved Knocked Up as well. Yeah, I did. But it's like it was... 
I, if somebody said, oh, knocked up is like bad, I'd be like, you know what? I'd love to hear you out. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It oh, wouldn't for like sure. ruin my day. <laughs> no, I don't even think I would argue. I would just want to know what they thought. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't rewatched it in years, though. So neither have I. So, yeah. so, th- <laughs> <laughs> Pat, Pat, I mean, oh, okay. So to add to the fact that Pat like has what? like pretty, okay. like Pat actually has good luck in this movie. Like Pat at one point goes in to get a job at a strip club. Um, and I can't even remember like what their position was supposed to be. It's not as a stripper, but it's like, I don't know. I don't know, maybe like an announcer. Yeah, it was like, I felt like it was never really even decided. And then while inside, they meet Chris, love interest, and immediately they are into each other. Chris played by Dave Foley. And I got to say, Dave Dave, Dave Foley is looking good in this movie. I was like, Dave Foley in a wig? Okay. Dave Foley was like was really rocking the look, like very like I loved the femme energy. Yeah, I loved, I loved the flowy tops. Dave like looked like Dave Foley could kind of get it. Chris looked so. What I loved Chris, so much Chris about Chris actually looked like a person. Looked like, like a person and also looked comfortable. Like I was yeah. like I need to dress like this. Chris really has like yeah. Dressed, Chris has out. like a good sense of fashion. But like, still feels like they have a sense of fashion. Yeah, Chris is uh, Chris is great. I I kind of love Chris. The worst thing about Chris is that Chris dates Pat for some reason. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and it's like they both never met another androgynous person. That's like a whole thing. It's like, oh my gosh. I, it's so funny too because that's the only <laughs> thing that they have in common. Because when they when they're bonding on the date, the joke is like, oh, you love good movies and hate bad movies. Wow, do you both, you love dinner? I also love dinner. Yeah, the like jokes, <laughs> like, the like. there were so many moments where, like, I knew what the jokes were trying to do because the jokes are all so heavy-handed, like, you can't not know what they're trying to do. But I was like, man, you really, you even this joke is bombing, <laughs> like, because the characters are so annoying. <laughs> because Pat's voice is just, like, giving me, like, a stomach ache. <laughs> Pat is like a really also Pat is such a terrible partner. <laughs> oh, Pat is such a terrible partner. And I mean, that's like the the romance part of it is that like I <laughs> Oh my gosh. Like you want Chris to dump Pat the entire time. You do. You're like Chris needs to like go get something healthy. Yeah, just needs Or just like go life. be by themselves and then like yeah, I mean it's just awful. Um, yeah, I mean they like there's like the joke about oh they went on a date and like they both like good movies and dinner and then like immediately um, they move in together. Mm-hmm. And oh yeah, because they propose to each other and like, you think liter- it's like, like after sex, but it's like something like it was like a joke where it's <laughs> like I like to stroke your pussy, but it's like a cat. Yeah, and I was like, but did they have sex? Did they have sex and then the cat thing? Like, cause all the clo- all their clothes were off. Like, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. Either. They proposed to each other simultaneously, and then yeah. So then it's like they're immediately like propose, like propose, engaged, and like um, there's this scene where they're they're like coming out of the apartment, and then there's these new neighbors. Oh my. God, and this is where the movie becomes goes from like being like okay to fantastic, because oh my gosh, <laughs> Kyle, ah, <laughs> uh, uh, Kyle, please, <laughs> I can't like Ky- breathe. Kyle played by by the late Charles Rocket, you know, rest in peace. Was a very funny guy. Was also on SNL, um, and and his wife played by uh, Julie Hayden. <laughs> They move in and like (laughs) Pat falls down the stairs and has a nut. (laughs) Pat was snacking. Pat was snacking on a nut and gets really angry that the nut has cracked open. Oh my god, my nuts. And like and like and Kyle and his wife are very like so nice to meet you and like very friendly and like Chris is like normal about it, like, oh yeah, like, you know, we're engaged and they're like, okay, cool. Then they walk away. And Chris and and Kyle's wife is immediately just like, what's going on there? And Kyle's like, I don't know. 
And then the next day he's at work and he's like, I really want some nuts. (laughs) (laughs) And that is like the seed that is planted that Kyle has a, a, a bit of an obsession forming with Pat specifically. Not really Chris, mostly Pat. Yeah, no, it's no, it's definitely <laughs> just Pat. Like, and it's a very complicated, like, psychosexual thing that's going on. And yes. that is honestly what makes the movie so great. Because if it was just like Pat being a terrible partner to Chris, I'd be like, okay, this is heinous, but this is boring. But Kyle's obsession with Kyle's Pat obsession really like is one it, of the I feel wildest like things I've like, ever seen like in a movie. <laughs> it's like a Disney Channel original movie level of like heightening, but like, but like Disney Channel original movies would never do this. Like, it's just so he's it's 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 manic. He's uh, I don't even know how to like he's immediately starts spying on Pat regularly and like there's shots of him in a dark room in his apartment talking to himself and you don't know if he's like recording his own voice and and he's like Pat is Pat is home now and I I can't stop thinking about Pat <laughs> like what is Pat's deal and like it's so titillating and you're like okay He's, like, attracted to Pat, but also not, but just, like, obsessed in this very um, terrifying way. It's one of the scary... Like, it's this so is a scary. horror movie. It and, is a horror movie. And it's... It, but, like, the horror part of it actually just makes it more compelling for me. Like, this is really just, like, a... This, this is, is what, this like, is like a diary in. of myself-harm. Like, this is me watching this movie <laughs> and just, like, getting increasingly more obsessed yeah, with Yeah, Jordan, like, like, messaged me and was like, I'm watching... <laughs> she messaged me and she was like, I'm watching It's Pat. And I was like, are you okay? <laughs> do you need, like, do you need company? What's going on? And then, and then, and then our last recording, she's like, do you think we should do It's Pat for the podcast? <laughs> And I was like, <laughs> so the, anyway, this movie anyway. Is, is fantastic. So they have an engagement party. And of course, the joke is everyone shows up because it's like, oh, if we show up, maybe there'll be some indication of the gender of Pat and Chris. And I'm just like, really? Yeah. Y'all show up for like this? everybody. Like there's out. like definitely a shot of a bunch of like Chris's friends and a bunch of Pat's friends being like, oh, I didn't know their deal. I thought I'd find out through you um so they're all waiting for like there to be some gender reveal essentially at the engagement party and then somebody asks them they're like hey so who's taking whose last name and uh and chris is like oh we don't believe in those sexist traditions and then they start arguing like pat and chris are like well should we I don't know. It's your decision. I don't know. It's your decision. I don't know. It's your decision. And then everybody's like watching like, oh, when will we find out, you know, uh, who's who? And then and then Pat in 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 a very 13 year old puberty voice is like, this is a conversation we should have at home, which is so wild. Like everyone like. Pat is so wild about boundaries in so much of this movie. And then like, and then randomly has a boundary. The only time that Pat respects boundaries is like, if it's to like preserve their own shit, like Pat is only interested in their own privacy. Absolutely. That's the only way that Pat knows about privacy, which I mean, like in terms of your gender, that is definitely your private business and it's fine, but it's weird that this character who this character will like barge in on Kathy, Griffin changing is like whoa 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 whoa. But then if somebody like ever gets near like Pat, well, like in any kind, any state of undress, Pat freaks the fuck out. It's like okay, but what? Yeah, there's no self awareness. That's the thing. Yeah, Pat really lacks self awareness, and I'm just not sure (laughs) why. Right, Pat is like this. Like why? Why does Julia Sweeney hate Pat? Like, why did you create a character? Why did you create such a yeah? Like, what? Like, Julia Sweeney is funny. Like, why? Why? And 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 so you know, yeah, she she's really funny as as the mom on Shrill. Like, I was it was so nice to see her. I was like, yeah, 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 hey, bitch. But like, this is this is weird because we got Pat um, at their engagement party singing dude looks like a lady yeah i mean the uh, yuck the yuck am- yuck the amount of like on the nose moments in this movie are 
oh, it is it is very painful. Uh, yes. Oh my God. There's a scene where um where Kyle rolls up on Pat and is just like, "Could I see a picture of you in the nude?" And Pat's just like, "I I don't really have a lot of those." And then Pat just gives gives like a baby picture. It's okay. It's also weird. Okay, there is definitely a part of it. <laughs> that's actually really funny <laughs> okay there's definitely a part of me that thinks that like kyle and pat should be together because they're both the worst characters like like they're both like no boundaries you know like um uh and like it's like kyle's wife like catches on pretty quickly like she's like what is your obsession like can you chill out she, like what is actually going really on just wants her husband she's like to chill. can you just like like calm down like it's really not a big deal like what someone else's gender is and um and kyle's like no it is and like leave me like you don't get it and he's like yeah he's like full cartoon network villain in this <laughs> um and then um i mean <laughs> just this movie <laughs> uh, like one of kyle's uh, schemes to find out Pat's gender <laughs> is getting Pat to go on a television show. Um, it's like a singing television show. Oh my god! Well, it's like it, it, it's like what what Pat thinks it is is like this whole like talent. Like oh my god, America's everyone's gonna find out yeah. like how fucking amazing I am. And when it's really just like a show. Where they like bring strange people on to mock them, like yeah. that's the, that's the show. But Pat doesn't find that out until later. And then once Pat does find it out, Pat doesn't care. Pat's just excited about being on TV. Pat's like, oh well. <laughs> like if we can learn anything from Pat, it's resiliency. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's 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 uh, infusing a little resilience into I'm, our lives. I mean, really. I mean, Pat really just keeps going. Pat's like shitty and then keeps going this is the job keeps going sabotages their relationship keeps going pat is a survivor <laughs> pat is a survivor and also also terrorizes others and also like has a man not leaving his office for three days just obsessing over it yeah and then he tries Oh my gosh. And then he tries to seduce Pat, which is one of the wildest things. It is ever. like one of the weirdest scenes that I've seen. And it's like it's it crosses the line of consent, but nothing happens. It's like very weird. And Pat's just very it's weird when Pat decides to be a regular human being because Pat's just like, you're not my type. And he says it like so normal, normal that I'm just like, like why I'm are like, you subjecting us to this? If you could act like this. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, so you do know how to communicate things like, you know, an adult. Um, yeah. And, and, and Kyle's just like, oh, come on. Like, get undressed like it's very creepy but it's so cartoony you're just like what is going on like what hell has happened <laughs> um and and kyle's like very like sexual but also very much like it's just like this very fetishy otherizing thing and pat's just like wow why are you obsessed with me and like i just i can't like it, it's, ah, it, it's wild like, I if, think if this movie was like at all good on any level then i feel like that scene would be super triggering and traumatizing you know what i mean because yeah. it is like a very weird fetishy creepy moment but because this movie's so bad and everything is so like on 10 you're just like what the hell <laughs> like Oh, you know what? I totally forgot to make a note about Ween in this movie. I don't know why. I just thought I I guess I thought that I would remember Ween and would not need to. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, so, OK, so Ween invites Pat to do a concert with them. Yes. And the reason that they do that is because they want to get footage of Pat for one of their music videos. And I mean, you know, this is after Pat has been on TV, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah. You know, they're a rock band. They want to they want to have you know, pop culture references in their video. But Pat, who is not good at singing or instruments or anything, immediately is like, oh, I'm part of the band now. Like, <laughs> I'm the newest member of the band. <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop doing that. <laughs> uh, no, never stop doing it. <laughs> this is going to be my new, uh, my new <laughs> podcast voice. 
Um, <laughs> I know what has happened. Honestly, Jordan. put Bronwyn on your shows and then ask her to do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bronwyn. <laughs> I would fucking love that. So, yeah, there's a whole thing about Ween, which I did not know was a real band. I had to like go to Twitter and be like, white people, was this a thing? And they were like, indeed it was. Oh, yes. Well, <laughs> yes, Ween was definitely a thing. Um, so, I mean, good for them for being in this movie. I'm sure it did so much for them. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, so, at this point in the movie... Uh, or maybe, yeah, yeah. At this point in the movie, <laughs> are you checking to make sure we're doing the chronology of this movie right? I'm so sorry that I'm trying to be professional I about this. Love it. I love it. Um, uh, so Kyle's wife leaves him, and then Chris breaks up with Pat, which, like, I gave a standing ovation to. And Chris's reasoning is basically like, you never listen. You're self-absorbed. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like after like Pat was on TV, um, Chris is basically like, "Hey, do you want to hear about my life?" And Pat's like, "You're not paying attention to me." It's, oh yeah, Pat's like big catchphrase is, "We're talking about me right now." <laughs> yeah, and which I have never said to anyone. <laughs> it's just so wild. And Chris is just like, uh, and Chris like calls Pat out, and Pat's like, and then every time that that Pat has been shitty and then Chris like decides to forgive Pat. Pat's always like, I'm glad you decided to stop being crazy. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh, th that's the other thing that Pat says. I'm glad that you decided to be reasonable. Yeah, and <laughs> like, like that actually was like, I was like, that's actually too real. <laughs> like that is a very, Pat is like everybody's that was worst the moment, partner. That was the moment where I was like, Pat is a man. Pat? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about Pat's gender identity and I don't really care, but in this moment, Pat is a cis man. That is like what is happening at this I, moment. It's so it's the weirdest thing about Pat, and like you can perform gender any way that you want, but like Pat isn't played to be androgynous. Pat is played to be a shitty dude. It's yeah. really like there's nothing. No, Pat is yeah. just like Pat just feels like an annoying fifteen year old boy. Like that is what Pat actually feels like. Yeah, and it's also just like in terms of being confused about Pat and Chris as a couple, it's like Pat and Chris perform such like like they really noticeable do perform gender roles. Yeah, that like it's Pat, not confusing at yeah, all. Yeah, like Pat has like a uh, button up like tucked into slacks, and Chris has like you know longer hair and like a flowing like skirt thing. Constantly so it's like, wears tunics. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, okay, I get that. Like, okay. So one of them isn't wearing eyeliner. Like, is that what you need? You know, it's right. Like it just seems like, yeah, it, it really, especially Chris, Chris really, really comes off like trans to me. And it's very yeah. like, like, why not? Like what, what I'm wondering is what does the ambiguity serve? Yeah. Because like it's, it's not funny. It's like, not funny. And they, and it's definitely not a movie that's like actually talking about like being in queer relationships, like on any level, like that's real. So it's like, why, why add that? It's yeah. It doesn't help with the comedy and it doesn't help ground it. Uh, one of the weirdest scenes, a scene that I have, that I rewound many, many times after watching it is when Pat runs up to the these gangsters who oh are like, my gosh. who are like bloods and oh my gosh that scene was so much and like the the like one of the gangsters is just like hey hey Pat well not Pat because he does because he doesn't know what Pat's name is but like what are you and it's like it's basically like the thesis scene of the movie it's like the most aggressive example of like what this movie is doing for 90 minutes just like what are you and and Pat's just like, oh, are you wondering if I'm like a crip or a blood? Which like legitimately made me laugh. Yeah, no, that that was funny. Because <laughs> it was just so silly. I was like, oh my gosh. And I I like, I think at that moment, uh, my spirit left my body, and I watched, <laughs> I watched myself watch its Pat, and and that in that moment, yeah, um, yeah, and then and then they're just like. No, no, no. What are you? And then one of them does a uh, like recites a dictionary definition of androgynous, 
And and then Pat goes, oh, yeah, androgynous. People always say, you're friendly and androgynous. Pat's always smiling and androgynous. And I was like, what is happening? Hey. Actually, what is... Uh, yeah, it, what's what's wild is that, like, when Pat can't deflect, like, because Pat just keeps deflecting, keeps deflecting, and then, and then the gangster's just like, are you a man or are you a woman? And... Pat just runs away instead of answering the question. Yeah. Which makes it like makes it seem like this is some kind of weird psychosis for Pat because most of the time like Pat just pretends like they don't understand what everybody's obsessing over, but in that one scene it seems like Pat has been asked this question before and actively does not want to answer it. And it yeah. made me like kind of concerned. But then like of course the movie doesn't do the interesting thing, which is like explore why is it that Pat hates this question. Right. And instead just like just it, because moves the on thing to is joke. Pat is very confident. Right. That's the thing. Pat's yeah. confident. Pat is com um like comfortable in their skin. So it's not like the movie is like Pat being embarrassed to be out in the world. Pat is loud. Pat has no boundaries. Pat is like out there. Pat is a Pat is like a very like open and like I'm here, like taking up space. I'm, I'm Pat. What's up? Like, yeah, I'm yeah. just doing my thing. Um, but so so like yeah, I mean, if the movie wanted to get interesting, I mean, it's just like there's so many different movies that could replace this one. Yeah, you know, and it could still be an absurd comedy and not be like cringy on 18 levels um i mean i just <laughs> there's also like oh my gosh okay so chris dumps pat and then pat um decides that uh they need to like bother kathy griffin again because that's you know their their go-to and kathy is at work at the radio station and pat goes there and oh and while this is all happening by the way uh kyle rules up on pat after like getting out of the shower and it's just like very sultrily says you're all wet pat which is this guy um, <laughs> and then he and then he steals pat's diary and spends like like while pat's doing this whole like radio station stuff kyle is at home like starting <laughs> With every word in the dictionary, because like Pat's like Pat's only like clue to uh, the password to the diary is that it's in the dictionary, and then you just kind of see like Kyle just going through every word in the dictionary, and then you find out that it's the last word in the dictionary, the very last word yeah. to get into this diary. I just needed to um, <laughs> no, absolutely outline that hijink. Anyway, go on. Yeah, no, and 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 uh, Pat. Um, distracts Kathy Griffin and like totally messes up her her like cats uh, ba basically Pat's like heckling Kat Kathy Griffin. Oh yeah, totally. And do you remember how how Pat ends up in the booth? I don't remember how Pat ends up in the booth, but I do know that Pat ends up in the booth on the air while Kathy is like stepping out to talk to one of her producers to be like please get this person off the premise. And um and then Pat starts answering calls on the air and Pat's really mean to the people. And of course, normally Kathy is very like thoughtful and, you know, she might make jokes, but she's also very like, you know, talk to your inner child and, 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 and practice self-love. And Pat's just like, you're an idiot. Bye. And, and so Kathy Griffin like freaks out and she realizes she's like, how did Pat get in there? We need to get Pat off. And, and then, uh, Tim Meadows is a producer and is like, no, 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 this is great radio. And so it's then like Pat being a dick, is Kathy Griffin ends up getting fired and Pat just gets Kathy Griffin's job. This is like one of the many examples of Pat, like just like rolling through, you know, completely fine. Just steamrolling. This just woman. steamrolling. Yeah. <laughs> and then that night, Pat goes over to Kathy Griffin's apartment and is like, I just got a job. It's pretty crazy. <laughs> like, it's also like, and, and it's like not even that, like this movie is so ridiculous because it's not even just that Pat is uh, selfish and, you know, all of these things. It's like Pat also just like doesn't realize what's happening because like 
even if you're really self-centered, you're going to know that you just stole that person's job. But somehow Pat's just like, huh? Pat's like, oh, I got this job. And then Kathy's like, yeah, I know. It's mine. And, and Pat's like, oh, I'm so sorry. Is there anything I can do? And then Kathy's like, well, you could give me my job back. And Pat's like, oh, I can't do that. And then Kathy's like, get out of my house. <laughs> and, then, like, and meanwhile, like Kyle is like watching everything. It's just I it's 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 one of the wildest things. Also, um, <laughs> I like can you imagine like that there were people like working like there were camera people. There were I editors. I could not imagine. There were editors this being. Oh, my God. This was edited. Yeah. OK. The OK. So out of all. Pat is basically just like shitty to people when they call in, but maybe possibly the best call was when Pat's ex Chris calls. And it's just like, you know, I was in love with this person and then we had issues and then we broke up and I don't know, should I go back to them? And then Pat's just like, this person sounds like an asshole. <laughs> you should just get over. Oh that. yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. Pat's like, I don't know why people keep dating losers. And and of course, like Chris is Chris is literally like, hi, my name is Chris. I dated someone named Pat. <laughs> I mean, and I think that Chris Chris knows that it that it's the Pat. Like, and, and it's weird because like it's like okay, so Chris knows who it is, but Pat is like so thoughtless that Pat doesn't know that. <laughs> like Pat doesn't even recognize Chris's voice, and they were engaged. I. It is. It is wow. So wild. It I is can't believe it. I'm really afraid someone will watch this because of us. Oh no. What if we <laughs> What if we did that <laughs> to someone? Encourage them to watch this no. masterpiece. Um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is like inspiring in the sense of like anyone can write a screenplay. Can oh, any no. can anyone write a good one? No, certainly not. Most oh, people my God. can't. But this <laughs> This was made. Do you remember the bit where um, Pat's like, okay, I've got to go look like my own gender. And then Pat goes to like get a makeover. But then is <laughs> uncomfortable with like all of the other presentations. Yes, absolutely. Like, like Pat, like, and, and the that people. Is the gen Pat's gender is Pat. I yeah. Think. Yeah. No, exactly. That is like, <laughs> which like that message itself could be really progressive if it wasn't this movie. Um, yeah, th yeah. There's a whole like makeover scene that just ends with Pat looking the same. Um. Yeah. And meanwhile, Kyle is getting more and more obsessed with Pat. Has a little Pat doll that he's constantly yeah, talking like to. Has a Pat wig and glasses and like dresses up like Pat. Yeah. I mean, it is a horror movie for sure. Oh, like, yeah, you're definitely right that Kyle is like the villain. And Kyle also calls in and it's just like talks about his obsession with Pat. And then Pat's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> just hangs up. It's, oh, it is. It's like. And then I mean, like, in the end, of course, Pat and Chris end up together. Because, like, at the end of the day, this is a horror movie, but it's also a romance. <laughs> it's one of the... It's like, it's like if the... It's like the end of Mr. Wrong, but, like... But oh, like, my God. But, like, Ellen DeGeneres just decides to back. be with Bill Pullman. <laughs> what a callback. Oh, like, my gosh. I, <laughs> it really is, though. That's a great comparison. Yeah, I can't think of a movie... As wrong-headed as this, except Mr. Wrong. Like, it's Pat and Mr. Wrong are, are truly they're, they're in, in their own, like, they're in, they're their, in own their own circle genre of, of movie. Of emotional hell. <laughs> like, I, oh, I'm, I'm just, I'm so glad that I was able to get you to watch this because I, I feel so much more accomplished. Do you feel like closer? <laughs> I feel like we're closer. This is, I mean, this is obviously a heinous movie. This is terrible. This is, um, yeah, this is a horrific movie. Charles Rocket, I think, gives the best performance as Kyle, but it may... But, but I mean, what a performance to give. What like, a performance Like, what a performance to have to pour your comedic skills into. Like, like what a... Oh, like it honestly made me think Charles Rocket was a genius because I couldn't imagine pulling this kind of emotion out of a story like this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, no, that that is like next level. Just like get in the zone. And I mean, yeah, uh, I mean, Kathy Griffin was great as herself. Kathy Griffin um, was fantastic as herself. But yeah, d 
like don't watch this. D- Dave Foley was great as Chris. <laughs> um, there were good performances in this movie. It's just well, yeah. I mean, it's just a movie that's designed. It's a movie that has a lot of good comedians, but like, w- like, and it's but it's a concept that's like already painful and weird as a sketch, and like deeply problematic. I'm, um, tr- I'm trying to imagine something that can be so wrong-headed. Like if I was, like if like I, it played was just like, like every single decision, every decision was, was like the wrong one, the worst like decision. like the worst version of the wrong choice. Could you imagine? And like I just, I, I, like I actually, <laughs> I texted one of my sisters and told her I was watching it, and she was like, "Oh wow, I remember when that came out." Okay. <laughs> That was all she said. She I, was just like, yeah, that's what I'm going to I'm trying to think of with. a movie concept as bad as it's Pat. And it's just like, what if I play like a pair of talking glasses? <laughs> <laughs> Can we make that? Oh, my God. We should. I'm just like, I'm just like this like pair of talking glasses that's just like constantly, I don't know, depressed. And then there's like a pair of sunglasses that really wants to be with me. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Actually, this sounds like a great movie. <laughs> what are you talking about? This is brilliant. <laughs> I like and, and like, so what do we so what do we like, think that's about what I, I keep thinking about like what do we recommend, right? I mean, like how do we even uh there's nothing to recommend. I mean because well because it's it's not it's not like part of a good genre, you know. Um yeah, like what? Oh my gosh. This is this is just, you know, us just like really grasping at straws here. This is my psychotic break. It's Can I just read you this one quote from a review of its pat? Sure. Quote, the makers of its pat subsequently faced a daunting challenge. How do you make an enjoyable 75-minute movie about a character who's insufferable in 5-minute increments? <laughs> I feel like that. It's really it's it's wild that it was able to hit feature length and really only barely because there's just not enough story it would have made more sense if it was like a tv movie for nbc like oh one night only it's pat and then we could just forget about it but i honestly think people should just watch wayne's world because it's like an snl comedy that's like it's it's like proof that you can it's a fun comedy it is yeah and directed by a woman technically in this in can be clumped with this because of the SNL connection. Yeah, so, unfortunately. Um, that's that's what I'll say. Um, and there's romance in there, so I f- it still fits into bad romance uh, thinly. Yeah, and I mean, Dana Carvey. Oh, my God, I had such a crush on him. Like, the, <laughs> Dana Carvey may be the skinniest white man that I've ever had a crush on because he's so funny. He I'll is. Actually, I'll actually watch his stand-up, and, like, for, like, an old white guy, his stand-up is really good. Yeah, he's it. still, like, he hasn't, like, done, I don't know, he hasn't said something that made me really sad yet. He seems like somebody that has, like, a... a whose like romantic relationships have really grounded him like you can tell i feel like when men like are in relationships and get married and they actually honestly grow up and they're also just like chill like they really love their partner and like actually like are emotionally just like fulfilled and reflective right and they're also chill in a sense where they are happy at home so they don't feel the need to get on stage and yell about things that have nothing to do with them right exactly (laughs) they're like i will talk from my perspective because that is the perspective that i am an authority of yes i don't need to like my george hw bush impression and it's gonna be great it'll be great (laughs) y'all will enjoy it and that is that you know i i really i don't know how julia sweeney feels about this movie i do know that julia sweeney has refused to reveal the gender of Pat like to this day, which is like what what a weird um secret I, to I, die with. Like I, it dies with I, her. I honestly do kind of respect that because <laughs> if you're gonna have Pat connected to you, you might as well just, you know, like just leave. Like I, I did read um an exchange Jill Soloway had called out um the character of Pat uh for feeling like a transphobic character and julia sweeney was she um she was like yeah that totally i totally see that that totally makes sense um that's she was basically like when i made the character um 
it wasn't like how the punchline wasn't actually supposed to be um, being androgynous or having people question your gender identity. The, the punchline was supposed to be like, Pat is just like Pat and Pat is absurd. Right. Um, but she was like, yeah, I don't think that Pat is a character that could exist today or should exist today. And like, I definitely see how, like, actually, let me just read the quote. Um, she, she said, Pat didn't feel strange or weird or wrong. And frankly, I'd never thought of uh, Pat as trans. The character is simply a gender we have yet to figure out. None of the jokes were made at Pat's expense, but I can see how today that we, um, what we did is so next door to laughing at the person for not having clear gender characteristics. So I can see how it might seem like you're laughing at the person. Um, and she said, uh, seems so completely inappropriate at this point in time to do the character of Pat. It seems so dated now. However, being asked to do the character has made me think a lot about the, the fact that it's time, the time for Pat is past. <laughs> well, you know. So, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, oh, and you know what we forgot to point out, which I was thinking about <laughs> when you were reading that quote, is the crowd, like, because the Ween concert, there's the there's a whole like struggle at the at the big Ween concert, and then Pat somehow ends up naked, and then the entire audience sees Pat's genitals except Kyle, and this like cracks like that scene. <laughs> and what what's interesting is that everyone cheers, like whatever it is that they see, everyone yeah. cheers. I know that's the like part of the Pat paradox in this movie where it's like the movie otherizes Pat the whole time, but then at the same time celebrates Pat. Yeah. You know, like Pat, Pat gets jobs. Pat, Pat has. And like we. Pat has a cool partner. Pat has a lot of good stuff that like people facing discrimination like have to fight more for like with jobs specifically. But then at the same time, the whole thing is about how Pat's different. Yeah. I mean, and Pat gets <clears throat> to get married and no one really asks <laughs> any questions about that yeah. at all. Yeah. So it's like, I mean, again, obviously it's absurd. It's supposed to be comedy. It's just like, it's just so. Uh, it is. We such... watched it. We both watched this whole thing, Jordan. Yeah, we did it. And you, so we did it so that you don't have to. Yeah. Please don't. Please, please don't. <laughs> please don't. Yeah, just love yourself. Um, don't watch this. Um, yeah, I mean, wow. I don't know if I've ever laughed more on an episode just because I, I just know. don't know what to say. It's like so absurd. You have to like, like just like figure out how to I even mean, go I, the there. The thing is also is that I'm just I'm glad that I watched it. I feel like there's something changed in me watching <laughs> it. I feel like I have grown. There's life before Pat. There's life after Pat. Yes. <laughs> Uh, the new the new podcast name is going to be It's Life After Pat. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Anyway, um, I'm Forever Changed and also Jordan Searles. I'm Bronwyn Isaac. And I'm Pat. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye.